Hey family, it's Coach Josh again here with another daily play for you. And today is Tuesday. And for those who's been following me on the community tab here on my YouTube channel, we set aside videos for particular days. So Tuesday is Theological Day or Theology Day where we're going to talk about how to better uh, understand the Word of God, pray, and grow in the things of God. So Tuesdays will be those days. Mondays are for fellas, barely mentioned. Tuesdays is for theology. Wednesdays for women. Thursdays for singles. And Fridays is for those of uh, videos focusing on purpose. But today we're going to be talking about five ways to help you effectively read, study, and understand the Word of God. Before we get deep into this video, go ahead and pause the video right now and go to my website, IamUnplugged.com forward slash worksheet. The links will be in the description box below with some other links to better uh, uh, be abreast to the things that I offer, whether it's courses, books, etc. But pause the video, go to that website, link below, and, uh, and go ahead and download today's worksheet because I have a reading plan and an accountability plan that will help you really uh, to enhance your study time as well as enjoy your study time. And as you come into the video right now, make sure you subscribe. If you're new to my channel, like, uh, share, comment. I would love to hear what you guys are getting from this video. But let's get right into the main thought for today's session. Today's main thought is this. Faith comes from facts. Faith comes from facts. But let's get right to our talking points. We're going to be talking about three major areas in regards to this topic. We're going to be talking about what does it mean to study God's Word, why must we study God's Word, and how to effectively study God's Word. But before we get into that, let's break down the problem. Many believers are not equipped enough to properly exegete the Word of God. Many believers are addicted to edification. Many believers are not being equipped enough to properly exegete. An exegete, by definition, is critical explanation or interpretation of a text. Being able to fully understand, interpret, and to apply. So many believers are not equipped enough to properly exegete or explain or interpret with the intent to apply the word of God. Many believers are addicted to edification. We'll, we'll kind of unpack that a little bit later, but let's get right to what does it mean to study God's word. But before we get into that, let's break down um, some definitions. The definition of study, let's get there. It says to apply oneself to the acquisition of knowledge, knowledge with the intent to apply. To study is to apply oneself to the acquisition of knowledge with the intent to apply. I have some points to go with that. It says here that we are not supposed to just know the word or know something, but we should also endeavor to show. Not just to know, but to also show. It is our objective not just to study the word of God to only reserve it into head knowledge, but it gets into life. It gets into our day-to-day -day walk with God, our day-to-day -day interaction so that we can become the walking and living epistles that people read. Because first off, you'll be the first Bible that most people read. And hopefully when people read your life and see your commitment and see your faithfulness and see your love inspired by God's love, they'll be intrigued to learn more about how you live your life. But the study is, again, to apply one oneself to the acquisition of knowledge, that I want to acquire knowledge with the intent to apply. Another thing that I have under the uh, definition of study is knowledge is what you know to a certain ledge. Knowledge, know, and ledge. Your knowledge is what you know to a certain ledge. 
What you do from that ledge is application. The goal of studying God's word is not just to have head knowledge or to be puffed up with uh, with information that you can easily spew out to produce or to um, um, uh, let people know that you have this, this ability to interpret and explain God's word, but it should be, I actually do something from that ledge that is just not what you, what I know, but you can actually see it in my life. So knowledge is what you know to a certain ledge. What you do from that ledge is application. Now let's look at the definition of understanding and then we're going to look at another definition of understand. The definition of understanding is this, the mental process of a person who comprehends or discernment. Understanding is the mental process of a person who comprehends or discerns. Not everybody um, has conditioned their minds to be able to comprehend things. See, well, communication is not just the communication of words. It's the ability to comprehend the words. Understanding means that I have the mental ability to perceive things the right way. I have the mental capability um, to process and to digest and to ensure that I fully comprehend everything. That's why God doesn't play picky boo with us. He doesn't every now and then show up in the eastern or western sky to show people, hey, look at me, I'm God. God said, man, my attributes are clearly seen. It's clearly seen through nature. It's clearly seen. And what's also clearly seen is the uh, is the issues of man, the sin nature of man. And what's also clearly seen, our need for a savior. You see what I'm saying? So everything in life, whether good or bad, it can be clearly seen. But when our minds are so, or our Christian walk is so committed um, to edification and, and to what somebody else is saying about God's word, then we will be susceptible to be only comprehending what comes out of a person's mouth. But we, in of our own ability, are not able to fully comprehend to the point of life change. Understanding, again, is the mental process or the ability of a person to comprehend or to discern. Let's break down a definition of understand. The definition of understand is this, to perceive the meaning of to perceive, being able to perceive. Not everybody can perceive. Many people are blinded to the obvious. Perception is having the ability to see a thing as it is. It says to perceive the meaning of. See, God holds the meaning of everything. Therefore, we study God's word so that we can see the meaning. And we study God's word so that we can uh, condition our minds through the impact of the Holy Spirit in us that will help us to perceive what it means to be a man of God. To perceive what it means to be a woman of God, to perceive what it means to parent, to to, to be in love, um, um, to, to lead, etc. We'll be able to fully perceive its original meaning. The devil doesn't want you in God's word because the in the word is life. And the word is the original definition and meaning of everything to a degree. You see what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit is there to help us with the nuance. But categorically, um, the Bible is very clear about the true meaning of love. Love, the true meaning of sex, the true meaning of relationship, the true meaning of parenting, the true meaning of manhood, womanhood, etc. That's in the word of God. But if you if you just look at the word of God as just pages, but you don't commune with the author of those pages, spirit of God, you won't be able to truly perceive or comprehend the meanings of life. Let's keep going. Understand the definition says to perceive the meaning of or to be thoroughly familiar with. 
When you understand something, you're basically, I am very familiar with this. Familiarity builds confidence. When I'm familiar with something, I'm confident with it. If I do it the first time, there may not be any confidence, right? But when you get familiar with it, when you get used to it. See, I was nervous when I got married for the first time, but not the first time, but the only time or with my wife. But over time, marriage is not sitting there saying that it gets uh, that is easy. But but what I'm saying is, as I engage in it every day, it gets easier to become a husband. I begin to perceive even more the deeper I go. That's why, in order to fully understand, you can't just hear it one time. You got to be around it many times so that you're able to become familiar with it with the intent of applying. Familiarity doesn't just come from head knowledge. Familiarity comes from actually putting it into action, actually applying it. Understand again by definition is to perceive the meaning of or to be thoroughly familiar with. I have a point that I want you to really understand is this. Uh, When it comes to understand, it says when you understand something, you're basically saying this. I'm able and prepared to stand under this that I'm strong enough to hold this. I'm familiar with it to such a degree, I can do it like that. I can stand up under this for twofold. I'm actually strong enough to be under it, which means I'm the equal weight of my understanding. I'm actually under, I'm able to stand up under the pressure of this that I'm understanding. I'm able to fully uh, uh, explain what I understand. And also, I don't care what comes with it. Because what comes with this understanding, I'm willing to stand up under this and be committed to it. That doesn't matter what everyone else says about God and Christianity and walking in in this thing as regards to salvation. I'm committed. I'm fully persuaded. And I will stand up under this no matter the mockery, no matter the persecution, because I personally did the work to make sure um, that I know that I know that I know. See, when you do the work, and then the word begins to work on you, then you will be confident and you'll be able to say, hey, if you want to persecute me, if you want to talk about me, you're the one that has an investigated life. I thoroughly investigate this life to the place that I'm willing to stand up under it. Back to the problem. Many believers are not equipped enough to properly exegete the word of God. Many believers are addicted to edification. Now, what does that mean? We in this modern day Christian culture is is filled, is filled with edification. It's all about uplifting and encouragement. But a lot of believers are not being equipped with the be able with the ability um, to navigate and rightly divide and know the word for themselves. The reason why um, this is not nothing new. This is something that's been throughout time. The reason why these structures, these institutionalized forms of the faith in regards to uh, control <clears throat> is they don't want you to know the word for yourself. They don't want you to be able to be self-sufficient in the sufficiency of Christ. Why? Because they want control. They know that if you come to me for the word of God, then I can twist it. I can maneuver it. I can uh, uh, whatever with it to benefit me. That's why it's important for you not just to get so intoxicated with edification or to hate for yourself teachers with itching ears or to create a celebrity in regards to your pastor to the point to where you talk more about your pastor and you know more about your pastor than you know Christ himself. 
See, idolatry is subtle. It will creep in even in the midst of, of, of good. The, the devil knows if you can't beat him, join him. If I can't beat Christ, I'm going to join his followers. And I'm going to mix and mingle with his followers, mix and mingle the word of God so that I can cause confusion and infuse inside these, inside these people contradictory uh, uh, illusions that goes against the original way of the things of God. And that's why it is important for you to rightly divide the word of truth for yourself, to know how to exegete and process the text yourself so that you can safeguard yourself from being tricked by twisted scriptures. Let's go down to why must we study the word of God? Why must we study the word of God. And I have some scriptures to the right of the worksheet that I want you to practice with. We got 2 Timothy 3, 16 uh, through 17. We got a lot of scriptures, maybe 15 of them that pertains to the word of God. I may get to a couple of them as I get to some latter points that, that uh, correlates. But why must we study the word of God? And I spelled the word study. Why must we study the word of God? S, to truly see who God is to truly see who God is and for our salvation and sanctification. Why must we study the word of God? To truly see God for who he is. His attributes are in the word. If you want to know him, get into the word. The reason why we study the word of God so that we can better see God, to better sense God, to better hear from God when he speaks, that we're able to be familiar with who he is. Because the more you are familiar with the person, the more you are able to engage with that person. And God desires to be known. Even though in our uh, limited selves, we are incapable of complete knowing him, but he has revealed parts of him in the scriptures that will help you better sense him, know him, because that's very important. Because if you don't know God's character, you can be easily fooled. Because didn't the devil say to Eve, did God really say? And then what else did he say to Eve? Will, we, will you surely die? The two things that we're going to always be attacked by the enemy is this. Did God really say, and will you surely die from this sin? Will you, uh, um, the first part is, um, did God really say? He's always going to attack the integrity or the character of God. And the areas that you lack understanding about God will be the very angles that he comes through. The enemy or the demons assigned to you will come through in your mind to make you question the character of God, to make you question what God wants you to do in your singleness, to make you question what it means to be a husband, a wife, etc., to make you question even the faith. And if you don't know who he is and his character, you won't be able to recognize his voice. He says, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. Basically, what he's saying is these people know my voice because they know my word. And why will God send you his rhema word like you heard me say before, if you're not willing to get into his written word? So the reason why, one of the reasons why we must study the word of God so that we can truly see who God is for himself and also for our salvation and sanctification. Salvation for those, without well, salvation for the believer because you're already sealed by his spirit. But we're talking about sanctification so that we can better able to see. The Bible says right here, it says that your Psalms 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I love that. You see what I'm saying? It says the, your word is a lamp to my feet. That that it, it shows me the path of sanctification and my, cooper, my cooperation with the spirit of God. Help 
us be able, will help me and help you be able to walk down the right path and cooperate so that we can continue to manifest the glory of God in us, so that we can continue to manifest what the word is doing in us. Now, why must we study the word of God, T? To renew our thinking and to keep us from being tricked. Why must we study the word of God? To renew our thinking and to keep us from being tricked. It's very important, like I said before, um, in regards to being tricked. But let me talk about the renewing of the mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, uh, or verse 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That in order for me to be transformed into the image of God and not conformed into the rebellious image of Satan, I have to observe my thinking. And I go into God's word so that it can wash my mind and change the way I think. See, the word of God and the spirit of God are working together for it was the spirit of God that authored the word of God, you see? And when I commune with the Holy Spirit and engage with him, and a, a nugget that I want to give you right now is reading the Bible like the spirit of God is a waste of time. You have to make sure you say, Holy Spirit, read this to me. I work at elementary school, so kids will come to me all the time and say, Mr. Ezzy, would you read this to me? And it's not necessarily that uh, for them to hear my reading ability, but they want relationship. And so the, the best way to really um, allow the word to work on you is say, Holy Spirit, I'm going to read this with you. And as I read it, enlighten it to me. Reveal, allow the revelation, the, 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 the word of, of the word of God to come on top of the page. If you read it without the word, without the spirit of God, the word of, not the word of God, but the pages of the Bible is just black ink on white paper, right? But when you read it with the spirit of God, it becomes active and alive. So why must we study the word of God? To renew our thinking, to renew the way we think about manhood, to renew the way we think about womanhood, to renew the way we think about marriage. Because the Bible says if marriage not held in a certain honor and it's just not going to be respected, we got to renew the way we think about love and, and who we are as adopted sons and daughters of God. We have to study it so that we can renew our thinking. And number two to that point, so that we don't become tricked by the enemy or his servants. You gotta understand, you don't think the devil don't have his preachers? Chances are ten, uh, nine times out of nine of the ten people that are super famous, way, way out there, one of the nine out of ten is too high. Seven out of the ten of the individuals that's very, very, very in your face, in your face, in your face, you don't, you wouldn't think that possibly it could be one of Satan's hired men. See what I'm saying? You got to be very careful that you just don't become so engulfed in teaching from people that you get fall into idolatry. And the best way to know that a preacher is really preaching the word of God, if it's balanced, if they're giving you both sides of the gospel, because a partial gospel doesn't save, if they endeavor to equip you. See, see, you want to be in a church or be uh, surrounded by uh, uh, teachers who God has submitted you to. That's why it's very important to be submitted by God to the to a local church or whomever so that you will be able to properly receive the word of God. But the best thing to do that is to know the word for yourself so that you can pick up clues and cues and say, you know what? This person is twisting the text. This person is manipulatively losing this text. I see that people are in a trance almost following into idolatry and you will be able to safeguard yourself from being tricked. Now, why must we study the word of God? Number three, you, to help us better understand who we are in him, our purpose, etc. 
Why must we study the word of God? To help us better understand who we are in him. That's very important. I study the word of God to continuously remind me who I am in him. There are scriptures that pertains to that. That helps me understand that I'm the righteousness in God through Christ Jesus. Helps me understand that I'm an adopted son of God. And the access that I have because of what Christ did on the cross for me. I need that understanding. I need to know who I am so I can walk confidently as an ambassador, number one. And to uh, exhibit my authority in the name. You see what I'm saying? For dominion purposes. For the manifestation of works of God. To make sure that the righteousness is shown in my region. So the reason why I must the word of God to help me better understand me, to help me understand my fallen nature and my renewed nature and what it means to mentally renew and to and to position me anew, that my old things are passed away and behold, things are becoming new, that I can safeguard myself from losing myself. Now, why must we study the word of God, D? To discipline, defend, develop, and dig out. I study the word of God, the reason why we must study, so that it can discipline me, that it will correct me, that it will show me who I am, what am I doing wrong, change my perspective of a subtle sinful habit that I didn't know was sin, to help me better see what's within so that I can be able to win. It disciplines me. It also defends me. It goes to my earlier point. Other, other, earlier point. It d- helps me defend me, protect me from being tricked. It also develops me into who I need to be, and it digs out of me anything that's not like God. It cuts. It cleans like a knife with a fish. It cleans out all of the things that don't that is not edible. That things that are not uh, uh susceptible. That's right for me. To have inside of me. And last but not least, the reason why we must study the word of God so that we can yield fruit. Why must we study the word of God so that we can yield fruit? See, we got to yield fruit because that's what's going to bring people to be rooted in God. When they see, man, uh, uh, you planted by the waters, you planted by still waters, your leaf don't fade. Why during the coronavirus, your leaf not fading? Why during the pandemic, your leaf's not fading? Why during trials and tribulations that I see in your life, your leaves are not fading? Because you would be able to tell them the reason why I can still have fruit while everybody is barren, and the reason why I can stay have fruit where everybody else who don't have leaves or fruit in their trees is because my roots are in the living water, the water that cannot be contaminated. So no matter what goes on above me, see the beautiful thing about being a tree planted by the rivers of water, it doesn't matter if there's no rain for weeks, but because you are rooted in a well, you're rooted in a river stream. So it doesn't matter what happens above you in a satanic climate that's above us. It don't matter what happens around you because what's beneath you is living water and your roots are in God. So therefore, for your leaf won't leaves won't fade and your fruits won't dry up. So why must study the word of God to truly see who God is, to renew our thinking and to keep us from being tricked, um, to help us better understand who we are in Him, and to disciple, discipline, defend, develop, and dig out, and so that we can properly yield the fruit. Now back to now to where uh, the purpose of the video. Five ways to effectively study and understand the word of God. And I also spelled the word study again. You know how coach does it. But how to effectively study God's word. Five ways of how we can effectively study God's word. S-T-U-D-Y. S, number one, 
How to effectively study God's word? You got to be sure of it. Why study something that you're not certain of? Why study something that you're not sure of? I have some points that I want to elaborate on. How to effectively study God's word? Number one, S, you got to be sure of it. Or in other words, investigate it. God is God is not just some fairy tale being that says, oh, well, you just got to find me if you find me. No, God has a way to be found. You know what I'm saying? He is not just going to give you a faith that he is not that is not open for investigation. The real solid people who understand the meanings of life investigate the components of life. Logically, if you are living, you will want to know who created me. Where did I come from? Why am I so different? Why why am I prone to sin? Why do I desire to do good, but 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 I, I am more prone to sin? Uh, or is there a way for me to stop doing this? Wow, why is there such evil in such beauty? People who have common sense, people who think for themselves, investigate what's around them because they desire truth. Deep down inside, we are desiring truth, but unfortunately, many people are looking for the truth in all of the false places, all of the wrong places. God created us to, to seek eternity, to seek him. Many people are looking for God just in the wrong places, but God is not going to create a system of salvation that cannot be investigated. God is not going to give you a word inspired by his spirit, inspired by himself. The word of God says, all scriptures are breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God, woman of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. God is not just going to breathe out of himself the word of God, perfect words to imperfect people if it cannot be investigated. Now, let me stop here. This is for people who say, well, the Bible was written for men, by men. Isn't every book written by a man? So if you don't trust the word of God because it was written by man, why trust any books? So, but what's what's better? A holy book coming from heaven that could have easily been stolen and destroyed or to write perfect words to imperfect people? See, see, you can't get so caught up in, well, the Bible was written by man. Every book was written by man. There's not one book in this world that was not written by man. So logically, by your premise, you you, you, you dismiss your premise because you're saying, why should I trust the Bible? Because it was written by man. But every book was written by man. And by your logic, you're saying that no book can be trusted. But if your science books or the books you use through college, you trust it. Why can't you trust the book that was written by man inspired by God? Now, back to what I was trying to say. We got to be sure of it. God, God don't mind you investigating him. He doesn't mind being on trial. You know what I'm saying? Not like he has to prove anything, but we're talking about with your own heart. Because like I said before, my main thought is faith comes from facts. My faith comes from facts that when you find the facts, faith can build. And so what I'm saying is you got to be sure of. Now, I have some proofs that I want you because I don't have time to go deeper into these. But here are some proofs that the word is infallible that I want you to investigate in your leisure. Proofs. There's scientific and historical proofs or in regards to scientific and historical historical accuracy in the word of God. The cohesiveness in the word of God. The word of God is 66 books with 40 authors spanning 1600 years, three languages and one story of God's love and the sending of his son for salvation. Um, also, a key point in the word of God that proves is, is of validity is 
it's fulfilled prophecies. Also, uh, it's longevity. It's been attacked. Um, um, that How can it sustain? There's been many people that try to destroy the word of God, but it outlasts them. It's longevity. It's endurance during attacks. And the uh, last but not least, or, or, uh, change lives. These proves, if you investigate it real quickly, just on your own leisure, as the Holy Spirit leads, you will begin to see like there's something just uniquely different and special about God's word because God is special. He's unique. So whatever he does will be unique and, and uh, incomparable. How to effectively study the word of God? T, spend time with it. You got to spend time with it if you want to be effective and able to rightly divide. You got to spend time with it. Or in other words, invest time with it. Um, the enemy is not going to make it easy for you to read God's word. I'm telling you, trust me, when it's coming, when it comes down to any spiritual disciplines, there will always be sinful distractions. There will always be subtle distractions. If you want to remember anything that you forgot, try to pray, Start uh, aim to pray, aim to read God's word. You remember everything you forgot. I'm telling you, you remember everything you forgot if you started reading your word and you want to get into prayer because the enemy, the demons that are assigned to you, the generational curses that's inside of you, the, the, the unrenewed parts of you that's inside of you, the areas that are still being sanctified in you are going to war against what the spirit that's sealed in you wants to do through you. And the best way to keep you from being effective and sharp and active like the word of God in you and producing fruit is to keep you away from the from the fertilizer, to keep you away from the richness of God's word. So he doesn't want you to spend time with it, but how to effectively study the word of God? You got to invest some time with it. You just can't just spend a few seconds and, 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 and expect to reach a level of understanding. Understanding comes from time sticking with it. You got to invest time with it. But if you're not sure of it, you're not going to spend no time with it. But when you begin to see that this word is life and is active and is beneficial and it helps you, that it's the perfect law of liberty. That this is a perfect law of liberty. That it's the, the the mirror that I look into, that I look into to see myself. Man, you'll be in this thing every day. And or as often as you can, as uh, definitely as often as the Lord leads. But how, but it should be daily. Let's just keep it a buck. How to effectively study God's word. T, spend time with it. Invest time with it. You, number three, how to effectively study God's word. You got to understand it. You got to be able to, the eye I have with it, you got to be able to interpret it. Like we talked about before, you got to be a person that desires to be able to be at a level of uh, of ability where you're able to interpret the, the word of God effectively. See, um, all of us are supposed to be theologians. You just can't, so you're not, you, you're not just supposed to hire people or heap for yourself people to take care of that for you. No, you won't take care of it for yourself. You know, we are just resources, but you should be able to say, uh, we are just resources to get you to a level where you're able to fish for yourself. Anytime a ministry needs you, they won't feed you. They'll, they'll feed you what they want to feed you to be contaminated, but they won't teach you how to uh, cook. See what I'm saying? So what they will do is they want you to just listen to them and their interpretation of the book. But real preachers and real people of God wants you to learn how to cook from the cookbook. You see what I'm saying? That has fresh ingredients that will bring nourishment to your body. You, you have to understand and interpret and have these C's that's going to go with the activity that I have below. How to effectively interpret the word of God, you must know the context. 
You just can't read the word just to be reading. You have to read it with context in mind. You have to read it with the context, cult with the people's culture in mind. You have to also utilize your ability to cross-reference. The word of God will affirm itself. The word of God. So if you had a scripture at a text that you're like, man, I don't fully understand this scripture right here, cross-reference it. Because there may be another text in the word of God that will give light or connect the dots that will better help you have understanding. Like one of the ones is, well, I can't really think of the top of the dome, so I don't even want to try to waste time with that. But you have to know the scripture's context. You got to look and understand the culture so that you can be able to perceive and rightly divide and see what pertains to you and what pertains to the people in the culture. Cross-reference, like I said before, utilize the other scriptures to support the scriptures. Also use commentary so that you can gain better understanding. Um, This Bible right here, I love the ESV Study Bible. It's a great resource with a great commentary at the bottom to help you uh, really be able to process and understand what the context is, what the culture is, and you also have within the middle scriptures to go to for cross-reference to help you better understand holistically what the Word of God desires to say to you. Also, connection. What, what, how am I, how can I connect to this? How can I apply this in my life? Holy Spirit, I see the word in context. I, I gain deeper connection because of the culture that may pertain to the culture that I'm living in today. I've cross-referenced. You see what I'm saying? I've used commentary, but Holy Spirit, teach me and show me how I can apply this and connect this into my life to the point of application. Next, how to effectively study God's word. D, simple as this, do it. <laughs> how to effectively study. What's the point of knowing if you can't show it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to be, and see the people, it's like the, the elementary game that we all loved and grew up on, show and tell. Don't just be a teller, be a shower. You know what I'm saying? You show and then you tell. That's how we're supposed to be. People should be able to see it before they hear it from you. They should post, They should be able to see it in your life before they hear it from your lips. Simply do it. Or in other words, incorporate it in your life. Don't just be a hearer, be a doer of it. And last but not least, how to effectively study the word of God. Why? You must yield to it and yield the fruits of it, or in other words, give in to it. Once you're sure of it, and you like, this is the word of life, this is the word of God, it's the life to my soul. It is, it is, it's new, it's nutrients to my body, my mind, my spirit, it's benefit to me. Man, I'm just gonna give in to it. And not only am I gonna do it, I'm just gonna submit to it. I'm gonna obey it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, because when you have the facts, there's no need to uh, uh, get caught up in conflicts. That's why you gotta be sure of it. That's why it's my goal to help give you tools like these that you can become sure of it. So it doesn't matter what other person says and whatever they do, you will be able to say, but this is what I investigated. Most people who have antagonistic point of view against the word of God is they didn't properly investigate it or they know it's true, but they are a hired man of the devil and they want to just spawn confusion into in the, in, into, in separation. But that's why it's your responsibility. It is your obligation. It's you should be the one endeavoring to make sure of it for yourself. Because why exist when I can exegete? Why I can fully interpret and explain life and live it abundantly? So how to fix the study of God's word? Be sure of it. Investigate it. Uh, spend time with it. Invest in it. Understand it. Interpret it. 
do it, incorporate it, yield it, yield to it, and yield the fruits of it, give in to it. A lot of scripture on the side of this worksheet, I want you to really process about the word of God. I love 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scriptures breathe out of God and profitable. The word of God is profitable. If you do it, you profit from it. You will yield a harvest from it. If you do it, if you apply it, you will begin to see the fruits in your life. It says that it's profitable for teaching, profitable reproof for reproof, meaning for correction, for repentance sake and to change your life and renew your mind and for training in righteousness. We're just not only righteous in position, but we have to endeavor to have righteousness in patterns and practice. But right now I'm the righteous in Christ Jesus. I'm positionally righteous, righteous. But through the Holy Spirit, through the renewal of my mind, he will begin to show me how to practice righteousness as well as that, that I become a man of God, a woman that you become a woman of God that's competent, that's able to comprehend and understand and equip. The word of God equips you for every good work. It equips you for, for business. It equips you for ministry. It equips you for marriage. It equips you to do every good work. Without the word of God, you won't be able to do the word of God as far as the good works that, that, it, that it, it inspires you to do. But I love you. You know, um, Coach is here to help you, to equip you. Go to my website right now, IamUnplugged.com. Get this worksheet. And I have um, activity for you that I want you to do. Also, go to my website. There's links in my description box below uh, with books and card games, etc. But this card game I created to help you and to help all of us better understand the Word of God. It's called Memory Muscle. You'll probably see a graphic pull up if I remember. But Memory Muscle. You know, you know the phrase muscle memory. Muscle memory is I do it so much. That is second nature. Memory muscle is that I go through God's word that is second nature. That I can that I is easier to apply. And so basically there's three ways to play. Like um scripture here is uh Joshua 1:8. Namesake, I had to use this one. Joshua 1:8. So you got the scripture in the front. You can play the game like it's a um like it's a, a, a flashcard where you say, okay, what's Joshua 1.8? And on the back of it, it says, this book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you should meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you have good success. And so you, there's uh, questions. Uh, you could do it by yourself where you can write on a sheet of paper that says, how would you use this scripture? And I have three questions that says, how would you use it with your teenage son or daughter? Or you can use the second question, how would you use it with the mentee? Another third question, how would you use it in a 30-second message in front of a Christian athlete? So it's a fun way to play by yourself or with others. So basically, you get three points if you use it correctly. Or if you can quote it, you get five points. And as a group, as you play with your family, as you play with your friends, you can also discuss questions like this. Why was this important for Joshua, especially after Moses' death? Then it will help you like in context. Let me make sure I uh, elaborate on context. The best way to gain context about scripture is to study 10 verses above and 10 verses beneath to get full context of the scripture because scriptures can be easily twisted or misused if you don't know its proper use and its proper place in the overall passage that is in. Another discussion question it could do with Joshua 1.8, what does it mean to meditate on the word of God day and night? So that's just a, just a fun way. You can get this card game right now in the description box below um, on my website, IamUnplugged.com. Um, but the activity that I have for you today is simple. It's basically a reading plan. And the reason why I'm reading through this is because I want you to be able to understand how you can apply this in your life. 
Utilize the worksheet below to enhance your Bible study and to find joy in it or to enjoy it. There's also, I want to make sure I talk through this. There's three ways to study God's word. There's the typical way, the topical way, and theological way. Theological is in every one, but you'll understand when I break it down. The typical way is from book from cover to cover, from Genesis to Revelation. It's a typical way of reading any book. But you have to understand the word of God is 66 books. So you, you're not just reading um, just from cover to cover, but there's a typical way of reading. That's from cover to cover or from chapter one to the end of the chapter or the, cha- or the end of the book. There's a topical way. The topical way is a, a particular scripture that pertains as tailored to my current need or is tailored to my current uh, level of training or growth. That's the topical way. The theological way is just for theological purposes to better understand for preachers, for teachers, so they're able to rightly divide. Um, but but there's three different ways. But I have an advised plan that I want you to walk through for those who are new to this and for those who are true to this, this may be another way for you to be able to um, um, grow. I, I want you to read a gospel a month and a proverb a day. That's what I do. I read a God. That's just my basic substratum, the basic of my reading. I go, I go, through, I, I get, I get very into it because I teach. I have to get into it. Uh, but a gospel a month, like this month as May, it could be Matthew. Read the gospel. You don't have to read a whole gospel in a week. Break it up into days, into weeks that is digestible for you. And a proverb a day. What this does, it keeps Christ in the forefront every day to you, seeing how he moved, seeing the purpose of salvation, etc. And a daily and daily wisdom through the proverbs. All right. Next, also a great resource that I use is YouTube. Uh, simply type in any book you want to listen to and add the word dramatize to it. And you will be able to listen to the word of God throughout your day. So how I get my word in, I'll play the I'll play a dramatized version of the word of God as I drive. So I got 30 minutes into the word of God as I drive to when I used to drive to work. And when I go to the grocery store, I get about 15 to 20 minutes of listening to the word of God with the animals in the background. I'm, I'm a kid at home with the animals in the background, etc. So that's a great resource. Just go to drum type uh, Matthew dramatized. And while you're cleaning, while you're while your children are doing homework, while you're working out, you got the word of God playing because your spirit, you may not be able to read at the point, but your spirit is soaking it in. So I got a weekly reading prep. I want you to write down what chapters would you like to read this week? I'm going to read in the first chapter of Matthew or etc. God, the Holy, through the Holy Spirit, may be leading you um, to read Romans. Maybe he may lead you to read 1 Corinthians, maybe Psalms. And so whatever the Holy Spirit leads, I really want you to understand that these resources are supposed to be uh, complementary. Uh, 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 compliment the spirit of God and his leadership in your life. Uh, what chapters would you like to read this week or that you feel led to read? What verses would you like to memorize this week? Write the verse and why you want to memorize it. It's good to try to memorize a verse a week or a verse a month, depending on how you digest. Uh, what time of the day do you plan to carve out to commit to reading or listening and how long? So under Monday, write the time of the day that works best for you to read because you don't want your relationship with God to surround your life. You want your life to surround your spiritual disciplines and your relationship with God. So what uh, time of the day and how long was your goal? And don't mind, the goal is not quantity. The goal is quality. So you reading the word of God for five minutes a day and it's quality and you're connecting with the father is great. It's bigger than someone is reading the Bible five hours a day. And they're, all they're doing is puffing their heads up to prove that there's some exegetical, exegetical giant that five minutes of yours 
Trump's theirs because they will be just the people on the front porch, like the Bible, like Jesus said about the Pharisees. For that's their only reward is, is being puffed up with knowledge. But you with your five or ten minutes as you grow, it's better. God's not looking for quantity time. He's looking for quality time. Below, I want you to write down the days or the dates and I have some questions. Some of the questions are, what passages did you read today? Write them across the, to the right. What was the context of the passage and its culture? So go 10 verses up, 10 verses beneath, use the commentary and see what's in, in the midst of it. Next question is, what scripture supports this passage or main verses? So I want you to cross-reference. I want you to write down scriptures that support that scripture. Next, next box, I want you to write as you, I mean, as you grow, I'm not saying they're saying that you do all of this, but these are just resources to help you um, um, develop. Next question is, how did this passage connect to you and or challenged you? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through these passages? I want you to write there. If this worksheet is too condensed, use a notebook. The bottom part is a person is a personal accountability section. The questions below are not to make you feel bad, but to expose the potential bad habits or influences that are keeping you from reading God's word. God is not looking for quality time, but quality time. So what I want you to do is write down, check under the day. Did I read the word that day? And any days that you didn't read God's word, it's not to make you feel bad. We talk about discipline. Discipline is going to make you feel uncomfortable. Discipline is not easy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's easy and comfortable to get fat, but it's hard and it's painful to get in shape. So we're not talking about, there's a difference between condemnation and discipline. You know what I'm saying? Discipline just hurts. It's uncomfortable. And you got to say, okay, did I read today? And the next box says, uh... Were there any conflicts? If so, what were they and how can you overcome the next time? So what got in the way? So that you can see, oh, okay, let me create a better system, better strategy that supports me in my scripture reading. I love y'all. I pray this resource is a blessing. Um, I could I could go on two hours about how to study God's word. But with these daily plays, even though I went 45 minutes, but 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 the word of God is rich, man. I want you to take some time with the word of God. Um, study. And comment in the community tab on YouTube what you're getting from your daily readings um, uh, or, or just comment up on this video over and over again what you got from your daily readings. Um, and let me know what you got from this. But I love y'all. I pray this tool, this resource will benefit to you. I'll see you guys and gals next time. Like I always say, run the plays well, my friends. I'll see you guys and gals next time. Peace. But before I go, make sure you go in the description box below. And there's a lot of links there for what I offer you guys, I love y'all. Peace. Run the play well, y'all.